Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Yes, praise the Lord, it's chat time again. Now, this week we will continue to discuss current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> Happy New <laughs> We're Year. We're so glad that the Lord brought us out of the old year and into a new year and blessed us to see another year. And I just thank God for that. And so this week I want to continue talking about Salvation, and what better way to start off the year than to seek after the Holy Spirit or to get saved or to um, exercise your faith so that you get saved and stay saved. Or, or you know, make yourself a resolution um, to, to, you know... I, well, my mother used to say resolution yourself. never work. <laughs> they never work, but... You just have to have a made-up mind. Just say, you know. No, but just to ask the Lord to bless you to read the Bible every day. Right. To, to, to and, make sure that you pray. And that the Lord gives you an understanding and so that the Lord grants you wisdom. And then you ask the Lord to grant you revelation of his word, interpretation of his word. And, uh, and bless him, ask the Lord to bless you to hear and then to bless you to see. You know, sometimes people don't understand or to see clearly until they're in their late 70s, 80s. Well, better late than never. (laughs) You know? (laughs) At least they see. But, you know, this is a brand new year, and you can dedicate yourself to to serving the Lord. You know, instead of, and then he'll give you the desires of your heart. You want to lose some weight you want to exercise you want to eat right you know he knows what your the desires of your heart are right and so you know and those things are fleeting you know go for those things that you know uh for one thing won't perish you know those things that will tarnish or canker or rot away we want to uh, put our our sights on those things that we know are everlasting and you have don't forget this world is not our home, you know, people, they, they try to cling to this place, but we're not designed to stay here only because sin has made it impossible. So 
we want to be sin made it impossible because it causes death right and it's cursed and, the, and so the earth is cursed and so therefore we want to be with the lord and we're and we want to be with him in peace so you know you aim for those things that will edify your soul yeah so um I was thinking when you were saying you, you, you want to cling to this world. And, you know, I think about that sometimes. I tell the Lord, I'm not ready to, to die yet. I mean, and, and I wonder why. You know, sometimes I wonder why. And it's because, you know, he's given us such, he, so many good things, you know. He's, he's supplied us with our needs, but he's given us things to enjoy, things that are you know, our uh, beauty thing. You look at something and it's just so beautiful. Um, things, I mean, he gives people ideas and gifts and talents. And, uh, right. and I mean, you can't help but be in awe of, you know, so natural. And he gives us people to share our lives with and uh, church family and and you can't help but want to cling to the foot, but you got to cling more to the Lord. Right. And then sometimes it's like you feel within yourself, your work isn't done. Right. You don't want the Lord to take you just yet because you feel like there's some things that have yet to be completed and you would like to see it finished. And I believe that's why Paul said he, he thought, well, it's better for me to stick around for a while because... He saw the need that was there. But eventually he came to the conclusion that he fought a good fight of faith and it was time to leave. Well, anyway, we're talking about salvation. And so we have been talking about receiving the Holy Spirit. How do you receive the Holy Spirit? And we've come to the conclusion that it's all by faith, that you have to believe. And it doesn't matter who you are or what stage in your life you are at or how important you are or how how you feel i mean because some people look at status you know like oh, i have a good job i'm somebody i'm rich i'm this i'm that you know but it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor or young or old right because your relationship is what you establish with the lord and so so because all things belong to the lord your life belongs to him your soul belongs to him so therefore, what relationship are you going to build with the Lord? Because in the end, when you're standing there, it's just you and God, you know, you either going to uh, rise in that first resurrection in the morning, or you're going to rise without hope. So you have to get it right now. You have to do what you know to do while you have the opportunity do that, you know, give God the glory while you can. And I hope that you've been listening to, to the series. We've been talking about baptizing, being baptized in water, being baptized with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We talked about how you receive the uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, how to get saved, how, you know, how it all boils down to your faith. And if you haven't been listening to the series, you can always go and Google any podcast and go back and listen to, to our past programs. 
But this week I want to talk about, is there going to be a second chance for us for salvation after death? You know, because I think sometimes people feel like um, that's an appealing idea. And, and the Bible is clear that death is the end of all chances. You know, in Hebrews, it tells us that we die and then we face judgment. So as long as a person is alive, he has a second chance, third chance, fourth chance, fifth chance, sixth chance. He has all the chances in the world to accept Jesus as his Savior and to be saved. You know, and uh, there have been so many uh, scriptures in the Bible where people feel like they have a chance. I, what comes to me is a scripture where uh, this rich person is in hell and he's trying to talk to Abraham and he wanted somebody to go out and tell his brothers about Jesus so that they can be spared of what he's going through. And Abraham told him, no, you can't, you know, it doesn't matter how many people. He said they know, have the prophets, they have the, the law, and he said that's not enough. He said, they're not listening to but what you, they have in But if somebody would come back from the dead, they'd hear him. And he said... If they don't hear what, what's right in front of them in their he, present day. He said they won't hear someone who's come from the dead. And how do we know this is true? Jesus came from the dead. And they still don't believe. Because it's by faith. It's by faith. So once a person dies, there are no more chances. That's why we're stressing it's it's so important to exercise your faith and and if you haven't already received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you haven't already been saved, it, it, make it a point in your life now to do so. Um, you know, there's an idea of purgatory, a place where people go after death to pay for their sins. And then, you know, I think in certain religions, it says that you can pray for people to get them out of purgatory and but there there's no, that's got no that's biblical basis there's nothing in scripture that talks about that yes i found this article interesting that goes along with salvation so this is uh, the second richest man in the world his name is elon musk he's the chief executive officer of twitter and tesla he this is what he said um the world's richest person said this on monday while reacting to a twitter user who asked if the billionaire had not discovered that there is a great creator of the world. The user asked in the comments section of Musk's tweet after the CEO of SpaceX said his life might be cut short under mysterious circumstances. He tweeted, if I die under mysterious circumstances, it's been nice knowing you. However, one Muhammad with the username uh, Ashamahal, who created the Twitter CEO tweet said, you won't die before your day, Elon. Anyhow, you are, were a unique figure in this world. But he said, I'm only wondering one thing. As a genius, haven't you figured out that there is a creator of this world yet? 
<laughs> he said, if you did, make sure you confess this before you, your last heartbeat. Bless you. E Elon Musk responded and stated, thank you for the blessing, but I'm okay with going to hell. Oh, if, there, <laughs> if that is indeed my destination, since the vast majority of all humans ever born will be there. Yeah, so why would you want to be there? Because he has no idea what he's saying. That's foolishness. Well, to understand what happens to non-believers after they die, you can go to Revelation chapter 20, 11 to 15. And it describes the great white throne judgment. Here, it, what takes place is the opening of the books and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. The books contain all the thoughts and deeds of those being judged. And we know from Romans 3.20 that by the works of the law, no flesh is justified. Therefore, all who are judged by their works and thoughts are condemned to hell. Believers in Christ, on the other hand, are not judged by the books of works, but their names are found written in another book, which is called the Lamb's Book of Life. And it's, that is found in Revelations chapter 21, 27. Right. And I'm thinking when people think about hell, because the, the, the influence that the media has on us, we, we, we're not even conscious, uh, conscious of it. You know, so they think of hell and they, and they show the, the fire and the pitchforks and sulfur. And so the Bible mentions these things, but, but they represent something. Hell is being separated from the Lord. No grace, no hope, no mercy, no life, no light. And that's torment. To be separated from God's love, to be separated from his peace, to be separated from his joy, to be separated from all hope. No chance of turning it around. Right. It's almost like Dante's Inferno. Uh, abandon all hope, ye that, yeah. that pass through here. It's just like, it's just, it's like, it's, uh, but forever. It's like the door is closed and it's forever. That's what hell is. And some people think they could be all right with that. You know, some people feel like I, I, I can live with that. They have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, it's easy to say that when you ain't down there. Right. <laughs> it's easy to say because right now you still experience mercy. Right now we still experience grace. Right now we still experience hope. Therefore, because we have it, we take it for granted. We can be so cavalier as to say, I can live without it. You won't be able to live without it. That's death. You can't live without God. No. You can't live without being saved. You can't breathe. You can't do anything right. unless the Lord allows it. So anyway, going back to the Lamb's Book of Life, anyone whose name is written in this book was saved before the foundation of the world, according to Ephesians 1.4, by God's sovereign saving grace to be part of his son's bride, the church of Jesus Christ. These people need no second chance at salvation because their salvation was secured by Jesus. He chose us, he saved us, and he will keep us saved. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ, Romans 8, 39. For those whom he died will, 
for those whom he died will be saved because Jesus will see to it. He declared, all that the Father has given me will come to me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and not anyone shall pluck them out of my hand. Right. You have to make the conscious decision to leave the Lord. The so Lord what that, won't leave you. So what that means is once you get saved and you make up your mind to stay saved, nothing, nothing can come against you that will cause you to be separated from the Lord. Right, which is why if you do separate yourself, you can't say that you did not know or want the Lord to hold you guiltless because you made a conscious choice. You would have done like Adam. And in, in in given a decision to make, you consciously decide to separate yourself from the Lord. But once you make it in your mind, it's like my mind is made up, my heart is fixed. I'm going to stay with the Lord. The Lord will see to it that you are never separated from him. Just like he, he, he said, it's like a mother hen who just takes the chicks underneath her wing. It's like a father who holds the hand of his child. The Lord won't let you go. So what about those who don't believe? Do you think that they would repent and believe if they were given a second chance? Nope. I, I, this is what I feel. If a person is the type that would have believed, God would make a way for them so that they can choose to believe. A person who, within themselves, no matter what would happen, will reject the Lord, that's what they're going to do. That's why the Lord said where the tree lies, is that's where it is. Where it falls, that's where the tree is going to be. That's where it lies, wherever it falls. So there are people who don't believe now, and the Lord sees if given them the opportunity, they would. The Lord's going to see to it that they have the opportunity. So regardless of how we might approach it, the Lord said, I know those that are mine. He knows those that are his. He's going to fix it for those people who would have received them to receive them. So when you die, your heart doesn't automatically change. No. You know, if... if it, matter of fact, when you die, wherever your heart is, that's where it's going to be when you rise. I was thinking, too, like, in uh, I don't think it's in the book of Revelation or one of these books. It, it, they, people were standing before God, and then God told them, depart from me, you evildoers of iniquity. But they were trying to justify themselves. They said, when did, when did we, we didn't clothe thee when you was naked? When did we, we, but we cast out devils in your name? We did this instead of just saying, you know, I'm sorry, I, I, may, I did the wrong thing. They're going to try to justify themselves because right. it's not really in them to repent. It's not right. However their mindset was, however their heart was, that's the true them. That's the true individual standing before the Lord. And they can't hide it. They can't deny it. They can't pretend. They can't hypocrite because they're standing before God himself. So right here, right now, in this day and age, if you don't go to church, you should find yourself a, a good church. Um, you pray and ask the Lord to lead you because just because it's a church doesn't mean that it's a place where they're giving you the word towards to the point where you receive salvation. You want to be saved. You're asking the Lord to save you. Not just uh, recite the sinner's prayer. Right. You want to be delivered. And I'm pretty sure that if 
if you hear this even now and you feel within yourself a pulling, a longing, then you pray and ask the Lord to save you and to lead you and direct you as to where you need to go. The Lord will do this for you because your soul is precious to him. And if you have someone that comes up to you and starts witnessing to you and tell, starts telling you about the Lord, pay attention because whatever scriptures, and I'm not talking about Jehovah Witnesses knocking on your door either, but we're talking about when they bring into you the gospel, they're telling you that there is hope for you. They're telling you that there is a rest for you a peace for you. There is a love for you and it's everlasting. And all it takes is faith. All it takes is acknowledging. So the first thing that the Lord told, item that the Lord told us to gird ourselves with because there's a battle out there is truth. And when someone comes to you with the truth and tells you there is hope in Jesus Christ, there's hope in the Lord. Even though people try to get a person not to believe, you know the enemy is working for people not to believe. He said, trust the Lord. The Lord said, try me. Just, just try me and see. Come taste and see that the Lord is good. So any witness that comes to you, any scripture that you read, scriptures that you read, that's sufficient for um, igniting your faith. Right. That's sufficient that's for called, igniting your faith that's called, for salvation. That's called hearing. Because faith comes by hearing. And when you're reading the word of God and you say, Lord, I want to hear you. And so you start reading in faith. That's hearing. And then when you hear it and then you start to believe it, then you're on your road to receiving salvation. Right. The Lord will send you somebody. Now or he will send you somewhere. No other revelation uh, for those people who don't believe that, there's no other revelation that'll bring them salvation. Right. And that's what the Lord said. That's why it's not because God isn't reaching out to them. They're not lost because God is simply arbitrarily rejecting them. They're lost because they won't heed the Lord. They won't let the Lord lead them to safety. Now, what you have to do is to not be influenced by other people. You know, because I think sometimes a person can be all by themselves and it's just God in them. And then something changes in your heart and you start to believe. But then if you tell like some of your running buddies or, in, or uh, people who don't believe, they'll kind of poo-poo you. And then, then all of a sudden, then you stop believing. You know, right. when that little spark starts, take heed to that. Keep and, it, you know, it's precious. It's and, a precious spark. Right. Keep hold, it in your heart. And hold on to it and ask the Lord to help you so that you can receive salvation. And if there's more and you want more, ask the Lord. If there's more for me, then bring, then right. let me let me know it. And then the Lord said, I will supply your need. Knowing that you need someone to come so that you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Lord will see to it that it's done. So Philippians chapter 2 talks about that at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow in heaven 
and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And one day, everyone in the universe will bow before Jesus and recognize that he is Lord and Savior. At that point, though, it's going to be too late for salvation. At that point, it's like if you didn't have it, after death, all that remains for the unbeliever is judgment. Right. That's all that's left. That's all that's left. And I, I, you know, people laugh, you know, about hell and... Because that, that's, that's the trick of the enemy. And they talk so silly. and Right. The Lord let us know, at, uh, e- even in the scriptures, that people talk, they talk foolishness. They talk about things that they don't understand. And there is a, a consequence that follows that. But, you know, they'll find out when it's too late. Right. And it doesn't have to be that way. But... But people go in the way of Cain. That was Cain's personality. Cain was contrary. So no matter what the Lord told him, and he talked with God himself, but no matter what God told him, Cain went contrary. That was his personality. And he, had, he instilled that in his heritage. So all the way down his oh, line. Oh, you mean all the family members? Yeah, the... Down, the, down his line. They were contrary. All the children and the children's children. Yes. And and the whole kit and caboodle was evil. Yep. Every last one of them, because it just gets passed down. So if you're blessed to be in a a family that have parents or family members that are saved, and they talk about the Lord, you know, you have a good chance. Right, And and it will affect you. You might not realize it, but it will have a subtle effect upon you, especially if you're a child, and as you grow into adulthood, those teachings, those prayers will affect you. Yes, that's the best generational wealth that you can ever pass down. Right. Well, we wish everyone a happy new year, and pray that you make and take steps to go in the right direction um, to get saved. Ask the Lord to bless your faith to come alive inside of you and that you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes, praise the Lord and let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. This week's verse of the day comes from 2 Peter 2 and 20. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, They are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, who was told that he should not see death before he saw Jesus? And the answer is Simeon. And that answer can be found in Luke chapter 2, verses 25 to 26. And it reads, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of this Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. This week's food for thought is, what did Simeon say to Mary after he blessed Jesus and his parents. 
Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.